When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into a News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal St. Cyr alongside Justin Barney. Justin, the Jaguars wrapped up another game this week against the Indianapolis Colts, and now they're on a three-game skid. I did not see this one coming. I really thought Jacksonville would go up to Indy. Uh, I predicted 24-17. I know we all predicted wins for, uh, for Jacksonville. Really confident that they, the changes they made from last week's loss to the Texans would really show, and they did play better on offense. I thought uh, Trevor was more uh, um, accurate, I think 20 for 22 passing, uh, more higher percentage throws than really taking anything risk-wise. I thought he played well enough to, to win that drive. You know, we, we've talked about this probably every other podcast, but we wanted to see a game a game-ending drive from Trevor Lawrence that showed, you know, that showed us that he is capable of leading this team in crunch time. And he did that today. He delivered that, that game go-ahead drive in the fourth quarter, a two-minute drive. Um, it's a polish off an unbelievably long drive, 18-play, uh, 84-yard drive that ended in a touchdown pass to Christian Kirk. So that was positive to see. And I thought the Jacksonville defense today really let the team down. All right, I'm, I'll give credit where credit's due. I think Travis Etienne had a phenomenal game. Trevor Lawrence, at best, I'm giving him an okay game. <laughs> at best. I'm, I barely even give him much credit. Like, I'll give him credit that he marched down and threw the touchdown pass. That late. was big. It was the running game. It, it like, was big. They literally took the ball out of their quarterback's hands for the majority of their success today because they handed the ball off. James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Jamichael Hasty, even Trevor Lawrence getting in on the running action. It wasn't the pass. Trevor Lawrence finished with 163 yards passing. That is true. Very efficient. He only had two incompletions. I'll give him that. But he finished with 163 yards. Like that's not that's not franchise quarterback numbers. Those are Blake Bortles numbers to bring back our conversation. Yeah. Hey, good point. Good point. But Trevor needed a confidence confidence builder type of game. This was it. You know, they Doug has continued to repeat. We need to put Trevor in those situations at the end of games where he's he gets that experience to to you know, lead a game-winning drive. He's not done that previously this year in, in the positions he was put in. But to his credit today, he was able to, to orchestrate a last, uh, a last drive aided by some serious Colts penalties. I think two third-down conversions uh, courtesy of Colts' defensive pass interference or holding in the secondary. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, uh, to his credit, and I know we, we continue to kind of beat the drum as he the guy, uh, but he showed today that, yes, he, he could deliver that game-winning drive. He couldn't play defense at the end to help him. Uh, look, I, like I said, I'll give credit where credit's due. I'm not, I'm not willing to give him this game-winning, miraculous drive. <laughs> he wasn't out there throwing darts left and right. They were riding Travis Etienne, James yeah, Robinson. He it sprinkled in some runs with his legs. There were a lot of third downs in there. He did yes. make one really nice throw to Zay Jones on that drive that I'll give him credit for. But I'm still not willing to give him, like, full, he, oh, I've seen the light. 
credit. I, I'm not. I'm not. He's quite not there, there yet. yet. But I did. I, I'm glad yet. we did see a little bit different. Trevor Lawrence. And yes, you're uh, as a quarterback, you want the guys who are you stuffing the ball in their stomachs to to be able to respond. Right. And we've you know we've seen that out of James Robinson in flashes this year as he recovered from that Achilles. Travis Etienne, the last probably two and a half games, he's really started to flash. Uh, we saw that second carry of the game go for 48 yards. Jamichael Hasty came out Woo! of nowhere, 61-yard touchdown run on third down. That reminded me of that James Robinson run on fourth down uh, in a game where he just followed that block by Brandon Sheriff um, and set up that 50-ish yard touchdown run. Um, I believe that was against the Colts too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, I think you've seen a little bit of that big play running game, and it seemed like Doug and, and Press really wanted to – get back to the ground game after really kind of abandoning it last week, asking Trevor to throw 47 passes. So it was good to see them get back to that. But I'm with you. Yeah, it's it was a, you know, a, a grading on a small sample size today with, with Trevor. Um, not a lot of yards, but he did not make any mistakes, which is good to see. I didn't want him throwing the ball in the end zone down there uh, after what we saw last I week. Did but I did not either. I'm glad we saw Trevor – play a mistake-free game, and yes, they were. Uh, it was, I think, more of a vanilla offense today for him to run, but he did not make mistakes. He had that big drive to take the lead in the, the last part of the game. The defense, though, he story of the game to me. He did make costly mistakes. He did make a few mistakes. There was one third down where he could have got the ball to Travis Etienne, problem solved, didn't do it. Then they end up in a fourth and one situation where they run a speed option, and that gets blown up. I'm not going to blame him for the speed option, but missing Etienne, who was wide open, the play before, I blame that 100% on him. He has to dissect the defense a little bit uh, more efficiently than he does and understand that Travis Etienne, James Robinson, they are going to make their money by being one-on-one with the player and being able to make them miss. Mm -hmm. As a quarterback, you have to understand if a a running back's flaring out and that linebacker, safety, whoever's covering them isn't attacking, give your guy the ball in space and let him do what he's being paid to do. One-on-one, you should bet on your guy yeah, every I, time. And he, he clearly isn't ready to do that. Now, I'm not going to say he cost them the game because he didn't. You're right. The defense is definitely the story of the day. They gave up too many points. And in crunch time, Shaquille Griffin had a target on his back. I mean, dude looked like burnt toast. Alec Pierce is running in the end zone, and he's just laying on his stomach watching him. I mean, And, like, and this is not awful. Yeah, you know, Alec Pierce is not a, you know, not a prime. Rookie. Prime Antonio Brown. No, I mean, this, this is, this is, this is a, a rookie from Cincinnati. This is like, a guy whose NFL career is five and a half games old at that point. Look, Sha- Shaq's, a, Shaq's got a target on his back, and now at this point he has to bounce back. I like Shaq personally. I think he's a, a you know good dude. I think he's a good locker room presence, but his play since he signed the contract with the Jaguars has not equaled the salary. Agree. Um, I, I do think that last year the Jaguars were in a different position where they had to overpay for anyone. They had to be safe and that there weren't a whole lot of options to them. But that doesn't excuse the fact that overall, dude just got dusted today. Dusted, absolutely absolutely dusted. dusted. So while Shaq was a problem on the field, I mean, one of the the bright spots on that defense, Rayshon Jenkins has been playing lights out this season. And I know people were worried about him last year. It's (laughs) a very, uh, very interesting position. You Last year, to me, I thought Rayshon was a a terrible signing. He was very inconsistent. Uh, He suffered a broken ankle, missed uh, the latter portion of the season. I thought Shaq was more consistent last year. Didn't have the picks. But Rayshon Jenkins, he has has just channeled some fire in his belly this season. He is everywhere in the backfield. He's making plays in the secondary, delivering some wicked hits. He and Andre Sisco bringing the the wood uh, in some of these uh, encounters. But Shaq Griffin, 
uh, you have two defensive pass interference calls. You're, you're beating the end zone for one play. You give up a game ceiling touchdown to a rookie. I mean, something's got to give. That cornerback spot, to me, was a position of, I wouldn't say strength, but a position of where you didn't really have to uh, – have to worry about it as much going into this year. Now, Mm -hmm. six games in, after what we've seen in week one against the Commanders and this week, that secondary has got to answer some questions. Although there's definitely some worries there. I mean, Tyson Campbell hasn't been completely, you know, locked down. Darius Williams hasn't been completely locked locked down, lights out. So there, there are some issues because here's where the problem comes into play. Let's say, you know, you watch back the tape and there's no way that you can avoid saying, all right, Shaq, you know, look, you were, you were, they targeted you. They came after you. How do the Jaguars adjust? Like, what do you do in this situation? You only have, I mean, two other options. You could bench Shaq and you could move Darius outside. But then who takes the spot in the slot? You put Shaq in the slot where he, we haven't seen him play in Jacksonville there. Or do you start Trey Herndon? And then you got to start asking yourself the, the real question. Who's better between Trey Herndon and Shaquille Griffin? But it, and realistically, the answer is Shaq. So we're going to see Shaq the rest of the way. But then again, to me, I, I don't know. I, and this is presumptuous, but I don't know if you start maybe looking towards 2023 and say, is Shaq going to be on this roster? Do we Are we in a better position right now to kick the tires on a, on a Buster Brown? On a Let's get Chris Claybrooks in there. Let's get Trey Herndon in there. And see what these guys can do. You move well, we, Darius outside. We know what we know what what Trey Herndon can do at this point. Chris Claybrooks has been around the league for a little while. I think we got a pretty good idea what he can do. Buster Brown ain't gonna come in and be the reincarnated Darrell Revis. He might be okay. And don't get me started on Junior Gregory. On <laughs> Gregory Jr. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't don't even we're not even gonna go there. So look, ultimately, the only way Shaq's still here in 2023 is if he restructures his deal. There, there's going to have to be some sort of restructuring of that contract if he is going to stick around because he is being paid too much money. To be for, a below average to, corner. To be, to be the level of player that he is right now. Mm-hmm. There, that's the only way he sticks around is if there is a huge pay cut or a restructuring that goes along with it. But that can be said about a few of the guys. I mean, I'd say the same thing about Marvin Jones. I mean, his presence was missed on this roster, but based on what he's being paid, the Jaguars are going to have to free up some space to bring in more players. Right. I mean, they're, they're past the point of where they're going to be that top free agency spender because they just don't have the cap space anymore. And to me, and to me I, I still think that receiver position is Needs a help. massive priority Needs next help. year. You need help at receiver. I'm not sure if Evan Ingram is definitely the answer at tight end, but he'll be a free agent after mm-hmm. the year. I mean, there are guys on your roster that you want to maintain, but you're going to have to create money to do that and to make additions. So, I mean, wide receivers definitely needs help because they brought in Christian Kirk to be this guy, and after the first couple of weeks, once teams saw what they wanted to do with him, he's disappeared, mm-hmm. and they can say, oh, well, we want to get him the ball. Well, you're not. it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So either the teams are taking him away or he ain't good enough. One or the other's happening. So they're, they're, I, I think Christian Kirk is a great slot receiver. He's fine. And I, he's I do fine. think in an offense where there's, let's just say, a prototypical receiver, Jamar Chase kind of guy, Christian Kirk is that opposite side of the field or a sure. slot guy. And, you know, you put Zay – to me, if, 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 you're, if you've got a receiver, whoever it is, free agent or a draft next year, you get that, that alpha male, which we've beat the drum about Jacksonville not having it, you move along from Marvin Jones because, to me, I mean, Marvin is just kind of a guy on Marvin, this team. Marvin is at the point of his career where he's just a guy. 
And that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's a veteran, veteran presence, but you have to bring in elite. And that's the problem with this Jaguars roster is they don't have – they have a bunch of guys. Right. And they don't have dudes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So when they get in these close ball games, when big-time players make big-time plays and winners want the ball in their hands when the game's on the line, they ain't got nobody that can step up. So same thing, that's what happened today against the Colts. It was time for somebody to step up and go make a play. And Shaq could have been burnt all day. If he goes and makes a pick, Jaguars win the game. The only thing people remember is that Shaq closed it out. Right. And what did he do? He fell down and got burnt. You need somebody who has to elevate and they don't, at the moment, they don't have a player that's ready to be there. I'm a fan of Josh Allen's. think he's a good player. But he doesn't elevate in crunch time. Right. Came close, hit Matt Ryan, but he didn't finish the deal. Can Trayvon Walker be that elevate kind of player? I don't know. They definitely don't have one on offense right now because Trevor Lawrence has not shown he's the player that, in crunch time, put the ball in my hands, I'm going to go get it done. Coach. And I'm going to get it I done. Mean, I'm they, Aaron Rodgers. I'm Brett Favre. I'm going to get take, they take were, this team on the field on my back down the field and deliver. And right. he's not. He's he, not done that. He's not done it. And I mean, they were showing, because the Bills and Chiefs played today, so they were showing highlights from that incredible ending to last year's playoff game between the Bills and Chiefs. And in crunch time, Pat Mahomes elevates. Now, he did have a Travis Kelsey that he that helped him, you know, get that final drive to get down in field goal range and send it to overtime. But Pat Mahomes got the job done with, what, 14 seconds? The Jaguars had 14 seconds when they got the ball today. What we end up seeing? A pitch around that ends yep. up with the ball on the ground. Yeah, and you need a, a player that's going to elevate. And if Trevor Lawrence is that quarterback that can be there, maybe he just doesn't have the running mate right now. Maybe that's the case. But one way or another, they have to figure out where to get that guy from. And the problem is, them guys are hard to get. They are like, very they, hard to get. The, those guys don't grow on trees. They don't typically become free agents. They get tagged. They get They're tagged. They're back with their team. They stick when, around. Yeah, when, you're, when you're looking, when we did our free agency look last year, and right. say, these are the guys we want to get. We want to get an A-Rob. We want to get a, a big-time target. There's a reason why those guys, uh, you know, stick on their teams. Right. And teams stick either keep those players or they feel like they're past their prime, and then you okay, yeah, go ahead. Or you, the only way you get those guys is if you take a chance on an Evan Ingram, mm -hmm. it, which is the reason why I was high on that possibility of Evan working out is because he had injury issues. New York was ready to move on from him. You bring him in here, maybe he can stay healthy, put some of that behind him, and be the guy that people thought he could be. It was a big maybe, but that's the only way you get that dude mm -hmm. on the street. Like, outside of that, people aren't letting Darrell Rivas just roll out unless he just wants a big money contract and they're not willing to pay it, in which case you're still trading him and going to have to give him some money. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, those guys, don't you don't build a team in free agency. you got to go get them guys in the draft, and the Jaguars have drafted so poorly, it kicks them in the can and, every and go maybe, around. And you know, maybe Trayvon Walker, maybe Devin Lloyd are kind of the, the, maybe one the day. turning of that page where it says, okay, we got these – defensive cornerstones we can build with them and you know we knew before this season and I think with Jacksonville's hot start being two and one um, and having that flash having Trevor kind of flash out early offensive player of the week you, you kind of had those inflated guys I know I was guilty of it you had those inflated expectations like mm -hmm. this team is further along than we thought it would be this this team is further along at three weeks into the season this is going to be a, a worst to first kind of team and I think those smoke and mirrors and, you know, they beat a, a, a Chargers team that was ailing in health. Uh, they beat a Colts team that struggled. And, again, the Colts had significant injuries today. 
and going into this game, and they still beat the Jaguars. But how many games are you going to get to face the Colts without Jonathan Taylor? How many right. games are you going to get to face the Colts with, you know, with uh, when their third string running back is uh, is gouging in? He gets hurt in the game right. and has to leave the game. I mean, it was so ripe for the Jags to win this game at, and scrub the residue of that Texans loss off them, and they could not do it. And um, again, I think we we are seeing a team in a rebuild in the early stages of a rebuild. And I think the, those first three weeks of the season gave us a little bit of an inflative uh, or an accelerated viewpoint of this team's further along than we think they are. They just don't have a player. Like when you, you know, you'll, you talk about those top 100 lists during the offseason because it's the quiet time and how the Jaguars don't have a player that's on there. Like ultimately, a team in the rebuild that the Jaguars wish they could be right now, the New York Giants, who they mm-hmm. play next week. Giants are 5-1, and one, took down the Ravens today. Brian Dable has been able to come in, take a young quarterback in Daniel Jones. An awful quarterback. A a one that's played awful for years that, you know, fan base, they didn't give him his fifth-year option. Mm -hmm. You know, people are ready to move on from him. And he's playing just good enough football with the pieces around him to be successful and win games. A big part of that is because Saquon Barkley is is a dude. Right. I mean, he he's had injuries that have slowed him down. People were questioning him. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. And the Giants have written him to a 5-1 and one start. And they're winning close games. And it's a young roster that's in the first year of a rebuild that has growing confidence. They may not have a bunch of playmakers all over the field. And they'll get exposed if they make it to the playoffs and probably late in the season. But right now, Saquon is the guy. And you have a you need to have an elite player who can step up and make plays in crunch time. And that's how they were able to take down the Packers. That's how they were able to take down the Ravens today. Elite players step up, make plays in crunch time. Who do you trust on the Jaguars to do who, that? Who is that on Jacks, man? We had the same conversation last year about the receivers. Because that's the problem. Who, who is your guy? You don't have one. Who like is your if guy? I, if I need a play, I, I gotta have it down. On a gotta have it. Do I trust Christian Kirk to get open and make the play? Do you have that that Joe Burrow level of trust where you say, F it, Kirk's down there somewhere? I don't. I've never seen him make that play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you you don't have that. Like, right now, to be 100% honest with you, if I'm in that situation, I've at least seen Travis Etienne. Every time he sticks his foot in the ground, I'm like, man, he's one missed tackle away from being gone. Even on the you know the the hail mary kind of play at the end of the game today, he saw a little crease and accelerated, and I thought there was a chance. I'd rather give the ball to him in some space and try and get some guys in front of him and let him see what happens before my confidence level and throwing it up to Christian Kirk to get a fourth and twenty or something. You know yeah. what I mean? I you don't have those guys on offense. I don't even know if you have them on defense. Like if I need a play, like think about the Rams in the Super Bowl. They needed a play. Aaron Donald, their superstar, went and made it. Right. On this Jacksonville roster, everybody knows they're throwing. Does Josh Allen go and make that play? No. I don't think so. D- does Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon Walker's not there yet. And it's tough to ask a rookie to be there day one. That's okay. Like, Chase Young is a different kind of beast. Maybe Tray- Trayvon gets there one day. Maybe Devin Lloyd gets there one day. But you have to have a player that in those moments says, you can put three guys on me. I don't care. I'm going there. You know what I mean? Somebody got to go make the play. We win in the day. And, and they the just Jaguars don't have, don't have that. They don't have it They yet. don't. And they got, a bunch of, they got a bunch of guys, and it's sad that the abbreviation for just a guy is Jag. <laughs> they, got, they got a bunch of Jags. They I mean, do. To, yeah. to, for, for, that's just what it is. And at some point, 
The problem is building this roster is tough to get dudes. And you have to trade for him. You got to go out and be aggressive. And Trent Bulky has made some moves, but he hasn't made those aggressive splash moves. Like, people have been begging for him to go make a play and try and get an Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. Not because Odell Beckham's still in his prime, but he's closer to being a dude than what the Jaguars got currently. True. And people have been begging for him to go do it for two years. People keep hearing that teams are calling up about Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying the Jaguars have a need at running back. But that would be a guy that elevates this offense. Or, or what know. about a Kyle Pitts? Okay. You know, there's been kind of that little murmurs that that you know, would he, be huge, and he would be a guy. He would be a guy, he, and you you have those are the kinds of players that you need, and you see it with Tua Tungavailoa this year. Before the injury, all of a sudden they put a bunch of. I mean, Jalen Waddle on one side, Tyreek Hill on the other, and Tua so, was out there dealing. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and, and then they got Gasecki at tight end, yep. who was a franchise tag who can't even get the ball. I mean, Tua's out there dealing 400 yards here, three touchdowns there, and everybody's like, okay, here we go. And this was you know, going into a season where Dolphins fans didn't even want to. They didn't even want him. He wanted to get rid of him. He couldn't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick for a job. I mean, they were done with him. He was out there dealing. you got to put some people around him. Could Trevor be the guy? I don't know. But right now, this Jaguars roster, they are front runners. If they get out, they can be okay, but they don't know how to close the door. And that's what we saw in the Philadelphia game where they were up 14 nothing, had a chance to go for the kill shot, slam the door closed, stomp on their necks, couldn't do it. We saw it last week against the, or the Texans where they, they had the lead, had a chance to go out there, close the door, stomp on their necks, couldn't do it. We saw it again today against the Colts. They got a lead, could have went out there. There was one drive where the offense was out there and they failed, and I said, oh, here we go. You had the chance to go close the door, take the hope out of the building, and they can't do it. They don't have that killer instinct, and you need somebody with that that Mamba mentality, that Kobe Bryant, that y'all had a good game, but here we go, it's over with. And they don't have it. Who's that guy? Like, Trevor Lawrence they, ain't walking in the huddle like, boys, we ain't losing today. That's they, not they what he's not, saying. The guy's not on the roster at this point it's of the not. season. Maybe next year when you know when some of those guys develop into that, maybe Trayvon, Devin become those dogs. Maybe Travis becomes that so-called dog out of the backfield where you can just ride him, you can throw him the ball. He's not getting denied. But I don't think they're there yet. I don't know if the guy's on the team. I don't know if the guy's on. I mean, there's no Aaron Donald mentality no. on this team. No. There's no... This is a, the last play of the Super Bowl, last play of a playoff game. You need four yards for a first down. I'll give you three, but you're not getting a fourth kind of yard. There's right. nobody on this team right now that, that can provide that. And I, I think that's inexperience. I think it's a talent deficiency. The roster has improved since last year, but it's yes. not improved enough. I, you don't have those dogs. You don't have that killer, uh, you know, again, you don't have that, that killer dog on this team. You just don't no, have them. You it don't. Exist and on and it's team. tough to, to go from zero to 100 like really fast. It's, it is 100% tough. There's been improvement. You can see the work that Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke put into building this roster from day one. They're competing now. Last year, these losses were lopsided and ugly. These te- the team is at least in ball games in the fourth quarter, which is what fans yep. said over the offseason they wanted. They said, just let me enjoy it till the fourth quarter and think we got a shot. All right, well, you got it. Every game has been that way. Every game's been that Every way. Game. So it may not be going their way. And you know what? There's a part of me, maybe I'm the, I'm the pessimist of lose football games sometimes, but when you have a bunch of guys and you need to get a dude or a dog or whatever you want to call them, 
sometimes losing these close games might be for the best interest, at least in draft position. Mm -hmm. I know I know, Jaguars have had one winning season in the last decade, and the last thing that anybody in Jaguars Nation wants to hear is patience, but Doug Peterson keeps using that word of, y'all going to have to be patient. We're going to have to be patient with Trevor Lawrence. Patience with this team to build it. And maybe... You know, if they win a bunch of these close games, the ball bounces their way, everybody's overconfident, they roll into the playoffs, get rolled out of it. It's tough to get a guy when you're picking 17 to 20. Mm -hmm. But if they win just enough, you know, get the job done, play some close games. I'm not saying they're doing this on purpose because they're definitely not. But if it works that way, maybe it's in the best interest of the future because then you can get you have a better chance at getting that yeah, that and, dog. And you've been in the uh, top 10. You've been kind of mentioning throughout even the preseason, throughout, I mean, in training camp, about the closeness of the games. You don't want games where you're down 20 to twenty to 3 at the end of the first quarter. Right. You want to be able to have a shot to win a game. I mean, Jacksonville, to its credit, has been able to either tie a game in a fourth quarter or win a game in the fourth quarter in every game this year. That's right. And that's not something that we could have – I mean, last year, the, the Texans game, what was it, 37-24 in week one? Weren't even in that game at all. Nothing. So you, you look at this Jaguars team, and you're in every game. And Doug Peterson has mentioned it, said the difference in a lot of these games is one or two plays. One it's two one plays. or two possessions. And it's not – one guy making one or two plays yeah. to be the difference in a ball game. And at the moment – they just don't have that guy. Can they find him on this roster? I don't know, but he's not there. He's not ready to be there today. Um, we'll have to talk a little bit more about next week's matchups and maybe how the Jaguars can hopefully shed some of this uh, October blues that they have going on against the Giants next week. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode of the News for Jags podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, see you next time.